Hello and welcome back to another sp splendorous episode of the Golden Globus Theater with you as always, of course, myself, Griff, and Tim. Hello. And there, there, there he is. And so we have waited three whole episodes before we got to some serious business, some, some ninjas. Well, man, you know, Griff, I was thinking about all the great martial artists we've had in movie history. You got, you know, Bruce Lee. Yeah, I've heard of him. Jackie Chan. Okay, I know that guy. Jet Rumble Lee. Uh, mm, don't remember him. Jet Lee, you don't know? Uh, He's more of a 90s guy. Yeah. He was in The Expendables. Mm. I think he was mid-90s guy. Mid-90s, late-90s. Late well, if you were cool, you'd know. And he did Chinese movies in the 80s, but... We oh, won't do that. Oh. Chuck Norris, of course, Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh yeah, Steven Seagal, <laughs> Stevie, Franco Nero. Who? Franco Nero. Um, no, that one doesn't. That that, that doesn't ring a bell. Well, you, by the time this podcast is over, you're gonna know who the fuck Franco Nero is. In this episode of Golden Globus Theater, episode four. Enter the ninja, 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 ninja. The first martial art to sweep the modern world was jujitsu. Closely followed by the discipline of karate. Then we were taught to combine the spiritual with the physical by the masters of Kung Fu. And now, the Cannon Group is proud to introduce the practitioner of the oldest and ultimate martial art, the Ninja. Enter the Ninja. This gold is your license as a master of ninjutsu. Starring Franco Nero, exploding into action as Cole, the White Ninja. Give him a message for me. Yeah? I don't like to be followed. I love it here. It's become my home. And nobody, nobody is going to drive us away. Susan George is the proud and beautiful Marianne, a strong-willed woman who knows what she wants and just how to get it. And introducing Sho Kosugi. Kampai! Kampai! Kampai. Hasegawa, the black ninja, born of samurai blood, is unable to accept anything but the ancient ways. You did not drink, Hasegawa. He is no ninja. It's a lamb code. They want to take it away from us. Bitter and merciless, this rogue ninja will stop at nothing to destroy any and all who cross his path. Ninja. Hired assassins, trained killers, masters of the most deadly art known to man.
If you take on a ninja, no matter how many you are, be prepared for the consequences. Enter the ninja from Canon. Actually, I'm kidding, Griff. Franco Nero sucks as a martial artist. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, he... I was interested enough when I looked him up on IMDb, because I do five whole minutes of research when we do these, uh, and his IMDb picture is just him holding a gun, uh, and he's got that nice mustache still. Uh, it's a, it was a sweet mustache. Yeah, it's a great mustache. And... Um, it, it, like I, I ended up finding a couple movies out of his uh, work that I wanted to watch. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if many people know this, but Franco Nero was the—he's the original Django. Of you know, yeah, that's one of the movies I actually I'm I'm kind of excited to see. Um, hour and a half, perfect Golden Globus, perfect. you know, right? Like like Mom Spaghetti. And if you if you look closely, he does have a cameo in Django Unchained. Yeah, so, I I didn't. So know after that. you guys watch Enter the Ninja, go back and watch Django Unchained and see if you can spot him. We're not going to tell you where where he shows up. <laughs> watch the movie; it's worth it. It's a good. We movie. did enough work. It's time for you to you know fucking stop slacking. Go back. As soon as soon as you see the the mustache, you will never forget. Like he just, has a mustache in everything. Like the other well, movie I I picked out, he has the same mustache, but he has like Jack Nicholas crazy hair happening like early jack nicholson when he's still he was balding but he still had some well, hair franco yeah. nero's rocking a pretty sweet comb over in this one too it was like you know you could tell it was starting to go uh, yeah yeah but the the movie i was talking about i it's an italian name so fuck me i can't remember it um but the fact is he's no ninja and the fact that uh, he was never featured in any of the movie like uh, the ninja trilogy going forward it kind of, you know, but, pays trip. But you know who is a ninja and who should have been the star of this movie? Shokazugi. Shokazugi. Fucking Shokazugi. You know, if there's anything we can, you can take away from this podcast, if there's anything I can do, it's to expose more people to Shokazugi. Because I don't think most people even know who the fuck Shokazugi is. No. He I... was the, the 80s ninja of the whole generation. I mean, you, you've already gotten me on his uh, coattails here because I, I think I, I start, you got me started off on the second uh, Return of the Ninja. Revenge of the Ninja. Revenge of the Ninja. Holy fuck, this guy is great. Like, those yeah. movies should be bronze. Yeah, he only, I, don't, I think he only did like seven. He might have done more movies in Japan, but he only did like seven or eight in America, and they're all fucking fun, and we're all going gonna to cover all of them eventually. Yeah. I'm excited for that because seriously, he need he needs more attention to him. Than so I mean, I, we were kind of discussing why is that? I don't. I'm guessing at the time people were like, I don't know, like the world's not ready for like an Asian hero. I don't know. So they, they felt like we had to get a white guy. Yeah, it's funny to try to imagine a time before uh, you know Jackie Chan, you know, really like taking the world by storm and everyone falling in love with him, being like, yeah, you know. We can accept other races as leads. <laughs> yeah, so so show is just regulated to the villain in this movie. Yeah, even though he, in in a way, when we get we'll get into it, in a way, he's kind of the hero when you think about it. I mean, really. yeah, it, it's there's a lot of wrongs. There's uh, this whole movie. I mean, when I was trying to like summarize the movie to myself, I was like, okay, so this movie is about a white man who goes to Japan. Uh, our, our hero, Franco Nero, a.k.a. Cole in the movie. No first name, just Cole. 
That's all which, you need. Fucking great. Uh, let's not waste times with any kind of other names. Just Cole. Is it his last name? Is it his first name? Who the fuck cares? It's Cole. And he's a ninja. Um, but he goes to Japan. He graduates the top of his class, which... Easy. I didn't know. Like, it was a four-year type of deal. You just come in. You ninja it up for a couple of years. Yeah, I think it is. It's four years. Four years. So you do mm. some swimming in there, some gymnastics. You know, I really want to know the curriculum he went through. Um, but... We are. This is how they. Um, and then we meet the uh, old samurai soul, and he's not happy. But he's also, you know, in this ninjutsu uh, college course or whatever kind of course it is. Uh, and then we just quickly jump over to the Philippines, where a friend needs him, and uh, so it's white people running a plantation. They need their other white friend to help them fight off the other white people. Who it's it wouldn't well, make be. It- it is a plantation, but there are no slaves. That's yes. <laughs> they are very willing workers. They're very they, happy to work for They them. loved... The coconut plantation. Coconut plantation. And they loved working for... It was like... She was kind of English, wasn't she? She was English, She yeah. was English, and then Frank was just a drunk. Yeah, who knows? So, yeah, I think the only worker who got a credit was Pee-wee. Pee-wee loved working for... Pee-wee? Name, yes. Pee-wee. You know, R.I.P. Pee-wee. I miss him already. Um, wait, he didn't die. <laughs> he might have. I don't, we'll get into that later. <laughs> but, uh, before we get into all this, this was just like my, yeah, I, I just, I had to do a quick 10,000 on that. Um, I don't even know what that saying meant, but we'll move on and we'll go to Japan because we open up to a movie. Well, before we get into the movie, I want to, apparently there's a lot of like debate over oh. what the first ninja movie was in the western world i didn't even think this was a debate well i didn't either i've to me it's always been enter the ninja mm-hmm. that was the one i always remember but there's a lot of people of course they're chuck norris fans that says a lot right there Fucking who a. believe that the octagon chuck norris movie is the first ninja movie and technically they're kind of right chronologically it came out in in 1980 Right. And this movie came out in 81. Yeah. But I don't give a shit because this movie's so much better. I, um, unfortunately, I missed out on, uh, what'd you call it? The uh, Obregon? The Octagon? Yeah, I don't even remember the name because it's that pointless. This I agree. is full throttle Enter the Ninja. They, they give right, it to you right, right off the right bat. Right in the opening credits, you learn everything you need to know about being everything. a ninja. Every every tool they have on their Batman utility belt, you get to see, and just precision. Nunchucks, throwing stars, samurai swords, hey, well, katana, sword. as they say in Japan. It's not a katana. Right. Just going to throw that it's out not? there. No, it's a different sword. Okay, well, but spear. It's, it's another sword. I don't know if he did the, the sharpened, razor-sharp jacks that he throws at people. <laughs> Blow dart, that's right. Blow dart. Uh, no, we didn't show off the jacks and the cattle traps and all those little. So things, basically, but. you get right off the right off the jump, you get a ninja tut- tutorial. You you, you really do. They're they're like everything you need to know about ninjas, and like they're again, their accoutrement is just boom right there. And while we're watching that, what did we learn? We learned who directed this movie. A fucking Golan directed <laughs> it. Golan himself was like, you know what, guys, this is a big deal. We're bringing ninjas to America. I'm gonna take the helm. <laughs> So well, it's a big deal. He's like, yeah. I, I can't trust anyone else with this. Exactly. I have to do this. They're, I directed the Apple. I can do anything. Yeah. Not yet, but <laughs> certainly, 
he had more than the ability to direct. Um, but uh, fuck, man, I lost my point here. I can't. I was gonna Ninja try tutorial. Up. Ninja tutorial. Golan's directing. I think that's all you. need I to think know. that's all we need to know. We need what? to get to Japan. We need to get to. A man in daylight wearing a white karate gi. This is how much I guess is how much of a badass he is as a ninja. Yeah, he can wear bright white and hide himself. I, I mean, thought the whole point of being a ninja was wearing black so you could exactly. hide in the shadows. The camouflage aspect is foreign to the white man, so he just goes running around in his white ninja garb throughout the whole movie, even when he's stalking. In fact, I think he only does his real st- like most of the movie he stalks in his plain clothes. <laughs> Yeah, and when he and whenever he's a ninja, it's always broad daylight. Yeah, it really, yeah it's never, never in well, the dark. We we we're just coming to this realization right now, but of course, this scene happens in broad daylight. So and, he's being chased, and uh, we get show the black ninja because he's the villain. So right. that's what they're doing. Is like you need to know who your hero is because the heroes, unlike Minor Threat song, good guys do always <laughs> wear white. True. So. He's wearing white. And I also noticed throughout the movie, if you notice, he always has something white on. Oh, every like he'll scene. have a white cowboy hat. Yep. White little ACDC cap. Yeah. Anything. They they really they kinda, stick. They kind of slam that metaphor down your throat. They it's really like, do. He's a good guy. Show's a bad guy. They keep it very simple. I guess. They're not. They're they're make. They're like the Andrew WK of movie people. You know, they come out and just basic ass t shirt, white t shirt, white jeans, sneakers, nothing fancy. Here it is. Let's do this. Ninja time. So, show show uh, our villain. I don't. Do you remember his name? He's Asigawa. 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 Yes. H is silent. Sure. Okay, Hasegawa. I'm going to really enunciate it so people can remember where the H is. Well, we don't know it's show at the time. We just know there's a ninja wearing black, and then there's a bunch of red-dressed ninjas. Yeah, I didn't understand what was happening there because it didn't seem like they were hostile, but then the stalking starts happening, and very quickly after that, I wasn't sure, you're not that sure, but murdering starts happening? I got to believe, yeah. I mean, like... He's stabbing these people. Well, he's being at the time we don't know what's going on. He's being yeah. chased. We're like, it's a of cold, course, he's it's a gonna, cold opening of cold opening. It's a coal opening. It's like, oh, <laughs> see what I, I did there? I really. <laughs> so he's being chased. He's like running for his life. You're like, oh, okay. He well, he's in the whites. So obviously, he's a hero. He's so the hero. I'm, I this this is a battle. So and it's a pretty damn good battle too. It was a fun stalk. I mean, you got all these people. Well, it was. It went back and forth because there was a time where then uh, Cole is hiding and he shoots arrows at Sho Hasegawa. Yeah, and he catches the arrows. He catches not one but two arrows. <laughs> no, three. three. He dodges. I thought that was going to be dodge a, him. He caught. Them. Yeah, I thought that was going to be a theme of this movie. Was he uh, like uh, Cole constantly bust out the bow and arrow? I, again, I don't remember him having that to start the movie, but just for that scene, he's well, got... that's how great a ninja he is. He's so good. He you keeps that just packed up his butt or something. But he busts out this longbow, and he's just firing off these arrows, and yeah, fucking, fucking black ninja's just catching them. No big deal. I thought that was going to be a theme, but yeah, I even put it in here because I thought it was going to be an ongoing thing. <laughs> like, he caught three arrows. He... 
it was it was it was amazing. So running so, through the woods, so killing it's, people. It's a cat and mouse game. They're going back and forth. So Cole's like, I think he realizes, fuck, he just caught arrows. I can't beat this guy. So what? For real? So he just says, fuck, I'm going to jump off a waterfall. He jumps off that waterfall. This is probably some of the best shots I've seen in a Golden Globus movie. And I think it's because and by Bowen, the way, no CGI. A real guy jumped off a waterfall yeah. in a ninja costume. Oh, two. two well, moments. yeah, it's true. Yeah, because then show's like, "Fuck you! I'll I'll jump off." I a thought he waterfall. was gonna do a flip. Neither of them did a flip. That so cool. if you're if you're planning on seeing a flip, you're not gonna see it in the waterfall scene. But some of the best some of the best uh, directorial work I've seen in a Golden Globus movie, thanks to you know Golan himself. Well, Menachem Golan was a visionary. I mean, I can't put it any other way. But uh, very quickly, like, we don't know what Cole's end goal is here, if he's running well, away, if he's running to well, something. Well, you think he's running away, and then he's, I thought he was running away. Yeah, and but then you see he comes up to this, like, temple. Yeah. And he's like, well, he is a ninja. Maybe he's trying to assassinate somebody instead. And along the way, he's just been slaying these people in red ninja outfits. And, of course, Star Trek has always taught us that red is... <laughs> you're expendable if you were. You're red. expendable. So, and they were, because they all died. And, well... We're assuming... <laughs> We're assuming because he gets to this temple. Gets, no other ninja is smart, so they don't notice him anywhere. But he just shows up. There's this old guy, and you're like, well, that's a master. He's got the nice little goatee beard kind of growing. It's very gray. He's in like a very uh, very meditative kind of pose where he's just popping. He's kind of like Pai Mei from Kill Bill. Yeah. Chilling. He's really just chilling, staring off. He's got that thousand-foot glare where he's just comfortable with life in the world. But so what does Cole do? He chops the motherfucker's head off. He just pop pops that head right off like it's goddamn dandelion. So then you're thinking, oh, I guess that was like a bad guy, you know? Okay. That, and then he pops into the temple and just like just squats. <laughs> yeah, he just squats. He just squats. And then all the ninjas come in and they squat. They, you're like, what the fuck's going they on? They file around him. So they weren't enemies this whole time. And then Black Ninja rolls in and takes a sit, you know, a nice little squat. Takes off the mask. You go, oh, it's Shokazugi. It's goddamn Shokazugi. He's he's bad ninja here? And then, and then lo and behold, the master walks in holding his own head. But it's not his head. He had a lifelike, apparently a lifelike robot yeah. or something of himself yeah. that got killed by Cole. Again, another practical effect where in today's world it would have been CGI'd. It was fucking awesome to see the head pop off, A, and then to see him walk in with his own head. I was blown away. I, oh, my God. I'm just, I'm so happy to see this kind of, uh, like, commitment to such details, you know? <laughs> so, basically, what we learn is this was all just a test. It was a test. And he passed. Cole passed the test. He chopped off his master's head. You win. Yeah. You're the best. And again, we talked about him murdering red people on the way. The part where I was confused, I counted 11 people that he killed, where he hit them with a sword or a ninja star or something, and we don't know exactly what happened to him, but one of the guys at the ceremony like takes his little mask off, and he's got this giant scar oh, over his... That's where well, I was Well, did you confused. ever think maybe everybody's having a test, and if... The red guys got killed. Maybe. They deserved it. Maybe that's exactly what it was. And there's, hey, man, ninjas, it's a cutthroat world. This movie tries to lead you to believe that ninjas are honorable. 
They're fucking scum. They're assassins. Yeah, I mean, well, that's but that's the thing. When uh, after uh, the master walks in, he starts talking about the uh, the nine levels of power of a ninja. Yeah. Of course, we're not going to go into. Of course, you all know we what the all, nine we levels all know are. The nine levels. So we're not going to bore you with that. Yeah, but Come and on. which also have accompanying gang signs that yeah. that Cole was throwing up to the master. Yeah, I like the camera shot up too. So well, yeah, because I, I moves I, in and out. So, so you know for sure, for sure, what the hand gestures are. So if you want to pretend to be a ninja, you can watch this movie and fake them out with these hand gestures. Exactly. And then, so then the master whips out his ninja license. A goddamn ninja license. He opens this scroll and goes, "You have passed the test." You can, and then in the background, you can see shows pissed off. He's like, "Fuck this shit." Yeah, but he's keeping it cool because that's his master, and he's like, you know. You, this scroll is yours, and you will put your deeds upon it. And, yeah, and everybody's like on. You know, you can tell that Cole's honored by it. Flash forward, they're having a meal. They're just, they're just everyone's chilling. We had a nice battle. Yeah, Time everyone. Relax. Everyone has accepted Cole. He's one of them. I mean, he didn't murder all of them. He only murdered some of them. So you know, he's his bro. Except for Hasegawa, he's pissed. He's and, like, look, motherfucker. I'm tired of you culture appropriating my ninja skills. Exactly. Fuck you, round eye. I mean, we get a little bit of exposition when the master and Cole are talking hand in hand, where he's like, "Look, Has- Hasagi, Hasigawa, Hasigawa." I'm gonna call him Hasaki. No, I shouldn't no, do that. You shouldn't do that. Ha- Hasigawa. Yes. Okay. Bingo. I gotta write this down so I can remember. Bingo. Uh, Has. So, yeah, the master's like, fucking Hasegawa, chill. What the fuck? Yeah. Cole's one of us, man. He can, he proved he's a ninja. I gave yeah. him the license earlier. He gave him the license. And he's <laughs> like, James Bond and Hasegawa's like, fuck this shit, and walk storms out. And then Hasegawa was like, Cole, look, he's just pissed off that we live in the 20th century now, yeah. and all these tools we're learning are useless. He's an old. Why are we learning how to be ninjas when we can't use our ninja skills? <laughs> exactly. He's like he's a he comes from a line of samurai. He's an old samurai soul. He's got the fighter in him. He's got honor. He's got all of that. And he just hates you because you're white. So this leads us now we're we're going to jump from Japan. I it took me the Well, there's no setup at all. It's immediately yeah. Cole's like, "Well, thank you, master, you know, I'm I'm on to walk the earth, I yeah. guess." And then, and then he's fucking climbing a gate and I was like, oh, "All right." A ninja would be able to climb that gate. Well, well yeah, good. right. I mean, he was in he, he was in Japan learning how to be a ninja. Flash forward, he's in the Philippines. Now he's in the Philippines. <laughs> climbing so, a gate. So he's breaking into someone's, like, estate. Yeah. We don't know who. Ninjas are good at B&E. That's true. Yeah, wearing an all-white suit, by the way. Yeah, because he's going to wear a lot of white, uh, as you brought yeah, up. So let's let you know he's the good guy. But he he he's going to a friend's estate that we'll very soon learn. But uh, apparently not everybody knew that he was going to be there. So uh, a girl we, lear- we la- later learn is Marianne um, shows up just out of nowhere with a shotgun held right to his face. And there is uh, – sparks are flying. There's, you could just feel the sexual tension. I mean, and not only did we feel the sexual tension, but she – felt him up well she had to frisk him and pat him down yeah i mean it was a little little long she lingered a little in some areas we won't say what areas the knee 
And then but, Cole said the smoothest line, find anything interesting. And, you know, she's just kind of like, And then she's kind of dazzled by yeah. that smooth fucking player line. So then he just turns the tables on her. We, Because, again, we need to see ninja skills throughout the movie. We need to know that this man's a badass. We fucking knocks the shotgun, uh, you know, like kind of knocks it to the side, gets into a headlock, grows the fuck out of he her He finds boobs. something interesting. He found something interesting. <laughs> yes, he did. So you're like, whoa, like... Find a room, motherfuckers. I mean, they're ready to go at it. Yeah. But then, of course, the fucking cock blocker Frank, Frank. shows up. It's Frank's <laughs> wife. So, you know, he's completely cool with his buddy getting his wife in a headlock. I mean, they're spar- sparks. Sparks are flying here. And Frank's just cool with it. And I well, Because he's, he's fucking drunk. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. It's a good point. We They do uh, go inside to have a drink. And, of course, Cole's like... No, 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 no. Ninjas don't drink. Ninjas don't drink. Ninjas don't drink. So, so, but, so then we learn why Cole is in the Philippines now. Apparently, Frank, the fucking idiot loser, said, hey, I got a get-rich-quick scheme. I'm going to start a coconut uh, plantation. Yep. Little does he know there are these villains that know that there's oil on his land. Yep. So Not they want so – he doesn't know at, – at this moment, he doesn't know. He just knows they want his land. He doesn't know why. And he knows he's a pussy. He can't do shit. He just, he just let fucking Cole grope his wife. So he's like, <laughs> yeah. I need somebody who can kick some fucking ass to help me out here. So he goes to his old army buddy, Cole. So we get a little bit of a lead-in into some plot later on that night. I mean, we haven't been fully addressed on how this is going to – you know, what Frank's role – or Cole's role is going to be. But we, we, do, we do get some additional plot over dinner. We also get some additional sexual tension. Because I, as we explained earlier, yeah, Cole's not a drinker. He's like the ninja way is not to get drunk. Yeah, unless a woman you want to fuck offers you something to drink, which yeah. Marianne does. She's like, "Oh, would you like a liqueur?" Oh well, no, 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 it's, it's good for the digestion. And he's yeah. like, "Why, yes, I would." Throws the whole ninja coat in the toilet, and I mean. From there, we're, we're, we're this is what I say when I say show Kazugi's the real hero because that's not an honorable thing to do. Yeah, this man is being hosted by his old war buddy, and seriously, from the get go, all he's about is fucking his. Buddy he's like wife. he's like undressing her right, with his eyes right in front. And he doesn't of Frank. have that much to undress because she's never <laughs> wearing underwear. <laughs> I mean, at least a top that we know of. So uh, I, this is my I don't know. This is my um, thing. Later on, there's a scene. It's the most pathetic fucking nunchuck training scene I've ever seen. You can tell Franco Nero had never even picked up a pair of nunchucks in his life before they filmed this. Again, we said it at the top. Like, he is not a good... He's not athletic, fuck, let alone a ninja. (laughs) He really isn't athletic. So it's like the worst, but, but he's doing it shirtless. You can tell... Why he's doing his shirtless? Because he wants Marianne to see him. Because he's like right outside. Oh yeah, like he. It looks like he's got kind of a secluded place, but no, he's out there in the open. He wants people to see that he's got pecs, that he's got ch- ch- chest hair <laughs> flowing, and uh, of course because we need. But that, it works because we, Marianne drives by and goes, "Hmm, that, I like what I see." Oh my god, that's like that's like being. It's really hot, and you drive by and you see that sunny D, and you're just like fucking sunny D. I prefer the purple stuff, but you okay? Yeah. I I tend to disagree. You know, I I'm a grapefruit you know, you, man myself. You know, you tried the purple stuff. Purple stuff is fucking great. Yeah. Mm. 
I need. Well, we I, digress. So, so she's like, "Hey, I'm going into town. How about you towel off and come with me?" To- towel off, indeed, because he is working up a sweat. Uh, so they're gonna they're gonna end up in town, and we're gonna meet a lot a lot of colorful characters when we get yes, to town. We, we meet uh, one of our main villains, henchmen, and we also mean meet a colorful character named Dollars. I love Dollars. This is a man. I didn't know how to describe him. Uh, but he's got he's got the nice army jacket, the camouflage jacket, and it's big, it's long, it's something Scratch would wear. Uh, and he opens up the one flap, and he's got you know the nice porno pics that he's trying to sell. Yeah, it was like the way like he like <laughs> clipped out some pictures from like a porno yeah. mag. He's like, hey, you want somebody? Yeah, imagine somebody buying a Playboy. Like, even or back then, in like eighty one, I could you could find porno easier than that. Yeah, I'm like, oh, no, no thanks. It's a it's like it's a dry country or something. He had to import it up his butt. Or I don't know. It might it might be. I don't know. The Philippines might be. There are Catholics, so that might uh, that might be true. I don't uh, know. Well, that's a history lesson. We don't know shit about. It. <laughs> but if you're you, you go the other way, then on the other side yeah. of his jacket, he's got crucifixes. Yeah, he's like and I so got everything because he mistakes uh, Cole for. Oh wait, when when he kind of is disgusted by all the nudity, he's like. <laughs> And he's like, oh, you're a Christian He's man. like, unless you get pictures of my friend's wife, I don't want to see yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> unless I'm going to ruin a marriage, I don't want any of it. So we, we, we get to meet Dollars. who ends up being a reoccurring character. and He's the classic kind of like con man, but he's lovable con man. You know, yeah, he's going to help got, out our hero. I'm thinking of a lot of other characters that show up in G&G movies, well, 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 I yeah, can't well, think yeah. of the name of Yeah, of but, but it's, a, it's a common character. It really know? is, like, yeah. He's kind of an anti You know what he reminds me of? We haven't got into it yet, but in the movie Lionheart, the black guy who is uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's buddy yeah. reminds me of that. Perfect. So I mean, Go watch Lionheart. Well, yeah. everyone should watch Lionheart. Because well, yeah, I assume if you've listened to this, you've seen Lionheart. Lionheart! <laughs> I'm so happy we ended up there. So um, we are also introduced to the one of the, the low-level henchmen of our villain, The Hook. Oh, sweet fucking... We're going to get into the villain. There is the best tier system of villains in this movie, and they give you just the it's, appetizer. It's kind of like the the Nintendo game Kung Fu, where you have like certain levels of yeah. bad, like, bosses, oh. and he's like definitely level one. Where he, you can just... he is so level one. I mean, first of all, this is a Jonah Hill casting in modern day. That would have been that, Jonah Hill. Yeah. Um, I can see Jack Black, but Jonah Hill's good, too. He's more of a Jonah Hill. Trust me on this one. I, he, I think Jonah Hill's a douchebag, so I'm not going to argue. He would have been Jonah Hill. I'm okay with Jonah Hill, but this was Jonah Hill. Um, but I, I, I just – the villains were – it's just like pure hatred for everything about everybody and just the smugness of like this is, this is my realm and I rule it and I'm, no one can touch me. Yeah, so basically the hook is just fucking with everybody's shit and like uh, Cole's like – Fuck this shit. Yeah, everybody's, like, terrified of him. Like, all the uh, um, the uh, actual citizens that live there, terrified of the hook. Uh, Frank doesn't give a fuck. Well, uh, Frank's drunk all the time. Well, in fact, yeah. Frank is drunk in a bar as we speak. Yeah, Frank's at the bar <laughs> drinking. Cole's there on business. Hey, Cole, what do you want to drink? Lemonade. <laughs> That's so right. He's sticking to that sobriety. Well, but, hard. Yeah, he's, he's hard, all right. Well, 
Yeah, and and of course, uh, what's her name? I think Marianne's Marianne. there at this point. Yeah, Marianne. Yeah, Marianne's well, there. Marianne drove him in. Yeah, yeah. They kind of got separated. I don't know what happened with that either. But she yeah. had to pay. She had to get money. I think she. I think. In, I think what it was was she was looking for Frank. It's like where the fuck's Frank? She like, was she, no, she was getting because money. they did. They well, yeah. They had they had a scene where it's like she is the only person who cares about this fucking plantation. All Frank's doing is getting drunk yeah, all the time. You know, it, it really is Marianne. She and again. She loves these people. She makes sure loves they get paid. She loves Pee. Oh, they both love Pee Wee. I think Frank was more into Pee Wee than he was his own wife. Again, we'll get there later. <laughs> um, but um, no, she 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 went to get money for them, and then she ended up. No, she ended up at the bar. At well, a different yeah. Scene. Well, well, yeah. Well, she finds Frank in the bar as he always because he's a fucking loser. He's, a, he's goddamn drunk now. And. Also, the hook comes in too with his like seven foot tall henchman. Yeah, and starts some shit. I think, and then they beat the shit out of Frank because Frank's just a pussy. No anyone, even the hook, could beat the shit out of Frank at this point. And then Cole's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, motherfucker," and just lays waste to everybody. Yeah, I th- I thought there was two bar scenes, but I I think there was just the one, and it was it was, it was a bloodbath. Everyone just gets the shit kicked out of him. Well, don't fuck with Cole and his friends. Yeah, I mean, the tall guy, nothing. He had nothing on... I mean, he didn't die. That was the first time, like, Cole beat somebody up without killing him in a movie. So then, like, Frank's... I mean, Cole's like, Frank, come on, let's get you home. And then we have a flashback. We learn, like, how did these guys meet? Yeah. And apparently they were, like, mercenaries in Angola, I guess. I think it was, like, they were in Africa. Right. And... Look exactly the same, and he looks supposed to be like ten years. <laughs> yeah, ago, I don't know exactly. Why. And they're they're seeing a lot of shit, saving each other's lives. Did did Frank say? I I assume Frank saved Cole's life because why would Cole have any interest in this a- loser? Exactly. Frank if he didn't feel obligated. Frank saves Cole's life, and um, then we just like there's two minutes of this war, and it's Frank saving Cole's life, and then. Um, Frank, like, coming up to Cole with, like, a newspaper or something, like, hey, the war's over. That war didn't end. That was, like, a 30-year ongoing war. <laughs> the war didn't just end. I don't, I don't remember. I don't know. If they maybe, must have been mercenaries. I don't remember us being in any war in Angola, but yeah, I don't know. We I'm an were, idiot. I don't know. America was involved, but I didn't get, I didn't check uh, too thoroughly on the date, so they they were involved. I don't think we, the, the war certainly didn't end. As they proposed, uh, uh, Frank proposed. I think they just want to get the fuck out of there. But then we get to find out like motives. You know what? What do they want to do with the rest of their life? And Frank's like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get hitched and have land, and he does that. Good job, Frank. Good. Cole's just like, uh, I don't know. I, I think I'm just gonna go find another war. So this is a man who's just he, he's, he's lost. He doesn't he's, know where he's going. In he's life. empty. Yeah. Thank God. Ninjitsu came into his life. I don't. I. I think that's what straightened him out. If we did any prequel movie, do you think this would be it? <laughs> I'm interested. I'm interested. I think there's a lot to work with there. As long as Frank's not involved, I'm interested. <laughs> Can we do somehow do a movie about their past where Frank doesn't show up? He's Absolutely. The worst. We can certainly do that. Oh. So now we real. So you you realize why he's with this drip? Yeah. Cut to the present again. The hook is like, fuck, I just got punked out. I got to go 
fuck with those migrant workers on the plantation to get my manhood back. Yeah, but the hook has done enough damage to this point, and he's working for some big dogs, and we don't know about these big dogs yet, but it's enough to scare the plantation workers away. And so they have, you know, they've run out. Well, Pee-wee doesn't run off. He gets tied to a back of a truck and gets dragged. I mean... Just, and then, thankfully, Cole shows up, beats the shit out of everybody again, and this is where it gets weird. He's called the hook because he has a hook hand. Yeah, he literally does have a hook hand. So you're like, okay. So Frank... Uh, Frank. Let me talk about Frank. He's the worst. I, I know. I hate Frank. I keep saying that. Fuck Frank. It's hatred before... You know why? You know why I'm saying it? Because Franco Nero played Cole. I think I'm. That's what we're getting you fucked know, up. That is really confusing. But so so forget Frank. He can't fucking get beat his way out of a, a wet, his, ba- wet his, paper bag. His sideburns and his little. He, look, you know, he looks like a, He looks like a low rent uh, Sonny Corleone from Godfather. There we go. Boom. Sonny Corleone who can't kick ass. Yeah. So. No um, <laughs> How did this guy get a job? Fuck this guy. <laughs> so, so this is where it gets weird. So, he, so Cole grabs the hook, rips it off, and it's like meat and shit comes off. Yeah. It, like he, I don't think they understood how hooks <laughs> and like prosthetics. So like, hook apparently work. he must, he should have been in our our last episode cyborg, cyborg. because <laughs> he had he was a, he had a cybernetic hook. Yeah, and, and, of, and course, it, of course, of course. <laughs> When you rip a, a, a limb hook off, what do you think is an appropriate noise for that? <laughs> well, of course, it's... That was beautiful. That was, that was, a, that was amazing. Well, that's how, that's how Golan thinks, man. He's just like, I got to put some little, little humor in here. How about yeah. a guy getting his arm ripped off? So, blood and guts. Yeah, uh, come off the hook end of it, and of course he's sitting there, yeah, and he uh, he's got to go report back, and so we get to learn about the main villain of our, our more movie. villains, tears, tears, <laughs> kung fu video game level tears of fucking villains, and who do we get introduced to? Well, we first we get introduced to our main villain, Mister Venarius. And his, like, I guess his, second man? Yes, his right-hand man, Mr. Parker. Like, I kind of thought he was the hook, but he isn't intimidating no. at all. So, yeah. It's I Mr. never, I didn't think Mr. Parker was that intimidating. Mr. Parker wasn't intimidating, but he was fucking awesome. Because he had a British accent. Well, it was the British accent, and he was, his He was a classy henchman. He was just like, he wasn't enthused about being a villain. He just was like, I'm a villain. And then... Yeah, so it's kind of like a yin yang thing because then Mr. Venarius is totally like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> and he's like, "Hook!" Like he's like, "Mr. Parker, take care of Hook." And then <laughs> Mr. Parker just bitch slaps Hook a couple of times. Oh my god! Uh, I, uh, we get to learn a lot more about Mr. Parker and why I loved him and his it just his. Well, then, man, so Mr. Venarius, we, we also learn Mr. Venarius is obsessed with synchronized swimming. Synchronized. He's got he's got this fucking dope ass office he's got like his desk and then like five feet away from there is a damn near olympic-sized pool with just 
He's got like 30 women hanging out. I mean, and it, he's like furiously conducting. He's like getting it to the most perfect way you can get this synchronized he, swimming yeah, routine. He's got his little conductor. That's why. Uh, that's why he's so angry. He's like, "Why are you bothering? Why are you bothering me with this? He, I'm, I got more important things." To great do. arts at work here. I think this character was kind of representing Golan's struggle of getting actors to do what he wanted in this movie because it was such a fucking Pete, <laughs> so mm, masterful. Yeah, he's kind of like the puppet master that Menachem Golan is in this, you know, this movie. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. Hook, Hook probably is Franco Nero. <laughs> I have to imagine. Franco Nero sucks as a ninja. <laughs> I have to imagine. There's a lot of times that Golan He took it like, out, but he's like, I can't. I got to finish this movie. So I'll just yeah. I'll give him a little dig here. Exactly. Thank and God. Then, and, and then, you know, you're, I think you're on to something because Mr. Parker is Shokazugi because he's all knows what to do. Exactly. Business. Just, hey – Roundhouse kick, got it. You want me to do it? Got stock up a brick wall, got it. So, being the genius <laughs> businessman, Mr. Venerius is like, you know what? Because he's like, sir, he's a ninja. He's like, one guy did this, he's a ninja. He took us all out. He's like, well, you know what? If I got to beat a ninja, I need a ninja. Mr. I, Parker, go get me a ninja. And, I mean, you were recently telling me about... A video that cat cast some kung fu ninja masters. Well, yeah, or I mean, I'm figuring since we're doing our whole East meets West thing, you know, you know what time it is, Griff. I mean, I it's feel time like... for a little Tim hair metal hate. Where I we watch the movie, so you don't have to. <laughs> and and the selection I have today fits right in with Enter the Ninja. It's a little ditty by the band Motley Crue, and it's called. Too young to fall in love. I mean, right off the bat, I'll, oh, you got some. So right out, background. we're like like in Shanghai or something. We see this little like gutter chick girl. She's like I don't know, twelve. She's homeless. She's begging for food. People are like, "Fuck you." This is rough. This is. We see a cute little Asian kid pop up. He he's like, horrible. he's like, what's going on? And then, uh oh, then this guy's like, hey, babe. I can help you out. I don't like the look of this guy he, at this all. This guy is pure trash. He looks like he... But thank God, cute little sumo boy runs to Motley Crue. Motley, Motley Crue is just chilling. He's look. just like, Motley Crue, Motley Crue, you have to save this girl. I know like, nothing of Motley Crue. What is this girl? That's Tommy Lee. I'm pretty sure this guy, Tommy yeah, Lee's about wait, to Wait, freeze, freeze, freeze for a minute. Yeah, there's a scene where Mick Mars, what the, the guitar fuck? player, who basically looks like the Crypt Keeper in drag, the, there's like a Japanese woman, I, excuse me, Asian, I don't know, I don't want to assume. She's like massaging his crotch. <laughs> is she like measuring his inseam? Molly Crew is just standing <laughs> around like on like a, like a, like a, like a disco kind of like floor, like a lit, light up floor. Yeah, they've got the light background. They got all this shit happening. And they're like posing and like Mick Mars is getting like, I don't getting a happy you, ending. I don't know what's going on there. You call it out. <laughs> you call it out. The little Asian kid's like pleading with Motley Crue. Like, He's hey, like, please, Motley Crue, save this girl. Only your rock and roll can help us here. <laughs> But then the the woman is like on her knees, just kind of like uh, I don't know what to call, just like patting at his dick. What was happening? Maybe they're getting like fit for some like new leather pants. Oh, and she's good. measuring yeah, his inside. She's I don't a tailor. Know. Okay, so continue. Yeah, let's continue this. We got a window. So we now we're shop. like, there's like like a butcher shop. It's a and this guy, the the sleazy guy's feeding the girl some rice, and then okay. he's like. Oh, oh Molly Crew shows up. 
Fuck they're like, dude. hey, man, we heard this girl's missing. Oh, man. So they're like rocking out slowly to. Oh, shit. We got, we got some kind of samurai shadow. So then this door opens. And we see the sleazy guy brings the little girl into this room. What's going on in this room? I, I'm, I don't like it. I don't like this either. I, this is getting into a forbidden subject. This isn't very Kinjite right now. This is very Kinjite, and I don't... So, they I'm close the door. You, oh, <laughs> I also noticed when I've been watching these hair metal... That's freeze for a second. Sure. I've also noticed that you didn't... When it came to drumming and hair metal, the only thing that was important is you could twirl a stick. Twirl the that's stick. all I you was, had to do. If you ask me, hey... What, what's uh, what's a consistent uh, talent of a drummer in a hair metal band? I'd say twirling the fucking So it's stick. like the audition's basically, can you play drums? No. Can you count to four? No. Can you twirl your stick? Fuck yeah, I can. You're in. Yeah, exactly. I, who did you say was in Molly Crew? I don't know that much about Molly Crew. Tommy, well, Tommy Jones? Well, no, let me break something? it. No, Tommy Lee Jones? No. Well, you know Tommy Lee's the the star of the Pamela Anderson Tommy Lee sex video, the most famous celebrity sex video of all time. Oh boy, that's a conjecture. Oh. Then we have Vince Neil on lead vocals. No. I think if only we had our buddy Sean here, he knows all about hair metal. He could tell you, but I'll tell you because I know these guys. He's probably really upset at me for not knowing any of this. Right we, now. Well, well, I'm gonna explain it for you. Okay. We have our man Mick Mars who was getting manipulated earlier on guitar, and okay. we have Nikki Six on bass. Oh, Nikki Six, I've heard of that girl. You... No, it's not a girl. I can see how you can get confused, but it's not a girl. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. So, continue. Continue? Hey, don't try to tell him it's gender. True. I apologize. So, they're rocking out as they're you know prone to do. Okay, they're rocking. I see this. Twirling the sticks. Gotta... I have counted at least five. T- then... There's two left-handers in Now there's band. a scene there, like, bathing the 12-year-old girl. It gets okay. really weird here. Yeah, but but it's, oh. it's, it's tastefully done. We can't see anything. So oh, then little fat sumo boy is like, Molly Crew, they're here. <laughs> You're going back into Japanese. So Molly Crew, like, Tommy oh. Lee... Tommy Lee's like, man, I want to eat some of this rice. Uh, he's like, no, yeah. he's too like, many carbs. But then he's like, we got shit to do. He knew. He knew. Bust in. And they're like, hey, problem. motherfuckers, where's that girl you got in here? She's too young to fall in love. Uh, and now we see the girl's been made up into oh. a prostitute. She's wearing like a dragon lay dress. And this is where it gets really oh, good. Assassins. All of a sudden, ninjas come out and attack Motley Crue. Holy shit. But they fight back. Why are all the all the uh, uh t- oh no that's a man they go Tommy Lee right there just punches the guy oh my god and then they go Wonder Twin powers activate and they pose no way no way no they don't oh okay good but they pose and this guy's like shit I can't handle fucking Molly Crew you can have her but she's like I don't think so I got this like mark on my cheek now I'm owned by these guys I like it here I mean, fuck you Motley Crew and they're like fuck you bitch we just kicked ass for you wow. but they're like you're too young to fall in love and they leave oh, Tommy shit. wants to linger he's like I want to check oh, this out oh damn he lingered on that look <laughs> he did so they're leaving Tommy's like rice? Tommy's like I gotta ask him this fucking rice oh, oh ninja hits him he fucking ducks it knocks the ninja out takes fucking some rice shit. he's like I got the rice and then he's like fuck this shit Spits the rice into someone's face. Too young for love. Too young to fall in love. Too young. And then we're back, and then she's right back on the crotch. We're right back in the disco room that they hang out in. There's another woman in here, too. But there's no woman clinging to a crotch like yeah, Mick Mars is getting his crotch clinging. She's clinging to ass back there, and she's clinging to crotch. And then, then, they, so, and then they throw up the horns, 
and scene. My God. I... You lived in an age. Like, I'm glad music videos are coming back, but these videos... They tell a story, man. They really... Like, they... I learned everything I knew about being too young to fall in love from that video. What is... I never fell in love when I was young because of that video. What's too young? Judging by this video, I'm 12, I guess. I don't know what that girl was supposed to be. Shit, dude. I think I... They were talking about Kinjite before there was a Kinjite. Okay. What they were talking about was a love though. That was uh, what? what are you talking about? It, that seemed like some uh, some uh, s- some child uh, prostitution type range there. Um, okay, it's not about love. I don't, at well, that point. you know, but you know what? You really want to talk about love? Let's get back to the movie. You know what? Let's get back to this movie because I don't want to get in a tricky gray area about. We already we we, we already we, did that episode two. Oh, episode. 1.2 or something because was, yeah. it it's in the, it's buried in Let, the sand. Yes, it's forget in the litter about box. It. it didn't happen. It's a forbidden Back to subject. Enter the Ninja. Ninja, Ninja, Ninja. So we learn through a drunken conversation. Because, of course, where's Frank at? He's back at the fucking bar. He's back at the goddamn he, bar. He's so concerned about this plantation, but he's always at the fucking bar. Oh, I'm so concerned. My little buddy Pee Wee needs to make sure he has a living for his buddy. But where am I? I'm at the fucking bar. I'm not trying to out-bust yeah, heads. Pee Wee's in the problems. emergency room with, like, fucking skid marks yeah, on his body. Yeah, fucking dragged by a cart and only <laughs> Cole can show up to help him out. Because Frank just basically falls on his face like a bitch. Ugh. So he's Frank's drinking heavily. Yeah. And he's got more problems. Well, yeah, if you consider being a limp dick punk he a problem, yeah. Flat out tells Cole, Hey, my wife great. Loves she wants to fuck every but night. But she She's hot and ready. Like a she little keeps it warm pizza. at all times. Exactly. She keeps it warm. All times, all opening hours. There's a there's a fresh slice ready. But <laughs> unfortunately, I got a permanent case of whiskey dick. And yes, I, I can't get it up. So and it's awful. She deserves better. Hint, hint. It's like he's basically telling Cole, "Please fuck my wife and let me watch." Exactly. He's already seen these sparks flying when they sit at dinner. Frank's at one far end. Well, you have a, you have a theory. End. You see, sees the sparks because he also feels those Look, same sparks. We see. We learn a lot about Frank. We learn about his impotency at this point, but he also loves cockfights and peewee. <laughs> he's always. You're wow. You're really. I. This makes a lot of fucking sense, dude. Now, he's huh? always throwing a ru- an arm around peewee. <laughs> like every time peewee's in a scene, he's like. Boom! What's up, Pee Wee? Let's have a cockfight. You had me a cockfight. I was like, yes, I know where you're going. And there is literal cockfights in this movie. <laughs> Two. Two. <laughs> There's not bloodshed, fortunately, <laughs> but there is... Uh, it's the, like it's like the pro wrestling version of cockfighting. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Perfect way to put it. So we know I'm starting to be kind of suspicious of Frank. I think he's more into, like, Cole was somebody who, uh, when they were, like, camping out in Africa woods uh, during the wartime, he'd be like, hey, Cole, go ahead and get 10. I'll take the first watch. And Cole's like, 
Yeah, man, I'm getting real hot. I'm gonna go out I'm and gonna, take my I'm shirt gonna, off. I'm gonna work out with my nunchucks. For I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, that is. Well, he wasn't into the Japan. Uh, well, he might have been ninja- into nunchucks. He might, you know, he just hit. Okay, I feel like it might have been a reloading his gun and cleaning it type of situation. Could be, but, but he, was, he was shirtless no matter what. He was definitely shirtless, maybe on a beach, but the sunset was behind him. And so all he saw was his muscly, like a, like hairy a, shadow figure. Like, like a silhouette? Yeah, a silhouette. That's probably the word I should have used <laughs> to describe that. But I went longhand, and you went shorthand. Oh, man. But point is, Frank wants to fuck Cole. The only reason that Frank is now finding that he can get an erection again is because his buddy Cole's back with his nunchucks and his tight well, pants. Well, I mean... Can he get an erection? Maybe the maybe the liquor is stopping him now. It's true, but, but he's still drinking. But uh, now but, that, but Cole totally misreads the situation. He's like, oh, I guess he wants me to fuck his wife. He, he happy to oblige again. Frank basically writes it on a napkin. Can you fuck <laughs> my wife? Because I'm impotent and I don't know how to love her anymore. She's great. She does well with the plantation and all that. Everybody loves her. I can't fuck her. She's hideous to me. You, however, are attractive to me. <laughs> he basically writes that all on a napkin, is my point. But um, we're going to find out because fucking they go home. Yeah, you just think, yeah, okay, maybe that was just Frank being some just, drunk talk. You know, you say talk. crazy shit when you're we, drunk We see sometimes. him drink. We never see him drunk talk. But then we have that. Scene. So, so we, we we get a scene where we're we're it's we're kind of a voyeuristic scene where we're outside of Cole's like little bungalow he's in. We're peeping. He's chilling naked, reading the paper as you know normal people do yep. in, in bed, just keeping it real. We're still we're we're looking right through the window. Great, right great, the window. Uh, another great Menachem Golan scene, man. Like great. most people would go inside the room. Yeah, but he's like, no, we're voyeurs. We're I looking would, at it. Honestly, I'd put the camera in the pillow. So when she go like you get the view of her walking up to the bed and throwing the sheet back, and then you see oh, <laughs> well we're getting ahead of ourselves. She they, what Griff just said. She walks in in her nightgown. Mm-hmm. Cole's a little like hmm? he can't. He knows what's up, but he's trying. He's he playing coy. Oh no, he's he's ice cold. He's a ninja. <laughs> he he's a ninja. He's an assassin <laughs> with no fucking honor. Ninjas don't have honor. <laughs> And, and and we learn he, that's true because we don't see because it's very tasteful. Scene. It's tasteful. It's just like she, you know, what's going on. Yep. She walks up to the bed. He puts down the newspaper. Fade away. We don't even get a close up of the eye contact, but you see his head turn to hers. Hers look down at him, and then she pulls a corner of the sheet back, and you're like, they're <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Next morning. And, yeah, so we're assuming, like, anyone who's normal would assume that's what should have happened. That's the way Frank laid it all out. Yeah. He came home. He said, go to Cole. He basically. Be with a real man. Exactly. You know, he consummate drew, our marriage because pro- he's probably never even done that. Yeah. He drew that nice perforated uh, treasure map. In fact, I straight think. To, straight to. Uh, I think Cole's that's why Cole's in Philippines. It's nothing to do with Mr. Venarius. It's he <laughs> wants him to satisfy his wife. <laughs> I agree. And it's just coincidentally, there's these bad guys. I, Again, this plays into my whole love triangle where Cole ends up being in love with his wife. Frank's in love with uh, Cole's Cole. Cole's in love with anybody. Cole you think is so? a player. No. Cole. Ninjas have honor, apparently, though. 
I think he's just he's he's a monogamous monogamous man. I don't think that at all. We're, we have to oh, differ on that. Dude. Cole, pussy hound. Sorry. I w- with a mustache like that, please. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Let me so just that, so my then we mustache. learned that apparently when when Frank so a few times Frank is sober, we Cole totally yeah. misread the situation. The next fucking morning, of course. Cole's or uh, Frank's got a new like lease on life now that Cole's there and his like, which plays into your whole idea exactly. that now that he's in love with Cole and if Cole's here now everything's fine. Like Frank has been dead throughout the whole movie, just like I just want to. He sees Cole kick some ass and all of a sudden he can get his dick up. He's excited. He doesn't need to drink the you know uh, get through a day. He's just like fucking Cole's here. I'm excited. My wife's here. I love life. They're eating breakfast, and he's just noticing attention now. And he's just like, what the fuck's going on here? And so he starts bringing it up with Marianne. But they never, like, have it out. I think it just implied it's, like, it's awkward. Like, I think everyone knows what happened. Yeah. But nobody says it. It's a... I know you know, and you know I know. Well, of course, Frank. Frank was probably filming it, the fucking sick fuck. I think. I mean, he said, make, that, sh- make sure the window's open. Dude, that camera angle was Frank's perspective. <laughs> yeah. Frank was watching that shit for sure. And so Frank sets up this nice dinner with his wife. Yeah, he even shaves. He shaves, and, uh, he, you know... They have this nice long table. They're plantation owners. I mean, again, they're nice to the the, the workers. They're not like they want to pay them. They're not slave drivers. They give them their own town. People it's a love nice, working for it's them. It's a nice town. They all come back and like we're so happy to be back. Anyways, um, so the long table and Frank's just like he's got this new lease on life again. He's got he's got it back. He remortgaged his life and he's just like used to sit right here. You used to sit on my lap. Like, what happened to us? And she's like, oh, well, I'm sorry. And, she, you know, she's kind of got an attitude now. She's like, I've moved on from you. You've been you've been too cold for too long. And so she comes over and sits by him. And, like, before she sits down, she, like, no- notices him. And is like, you look really good tonight. And you shaved. It looks really good on you. And, uh... And then Frank comes back with, you'd probably like me better if I had a mustache. Goddamn Frank Nino and his mustache. Oh, I'm sorry. N- Nero. Nero yes. I keep getting that mixed up. That's his Spanish version. That's another Nino. joke for another day. That's from something. I forget what that's from. Oh, that's from Fensler Films. That's what that's from. Sure. So <laughs> Frank is like, he's he knows what happened. And now he's just like. Oh, well, yeah, he like, filmed it. Yeah. and But he's letting her know. <laughs> and she's kind of like in the most coy way possible. She's kind of like uh so what? I think she was kind of like I don't care. Yeah, no, she you was know? basically saying like, look, like we're moving coal in. You didn't you didn't show me any love or like uh sexual aggression for years now. I don't give a shit anymore. You knew you knew this about me. You know what? We're leaving. We're, we left something out. I mean, we, this is very important. What, what, what did we leave out? What did we? we, 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 we before we did Tim's hair metal hate, we talked about how Mister Parker had to find a ninja. Oh yeah. So where, of course, where do you go to get a ninja? You go to Japan. Where do you find a ninja in Japan? 
you go to a talent agent. I I think. Well, yeah, I'd either go to a drug dealer or a talent agent. Well, he chose talent agent, and the guy was he like, he went talent agent. He was like, well, I have this, this, and this, and he's like, I'm looking for a ninja, hmm. and he's like, I think I know somebody like that. That's really weird. So luck, as luck would have it, who who does he find? I don't even remember his name. Hasegawa. 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 With a silent age at the beginning. Asagawa. And he's like, that ninja will do quite well. Ninja. 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 So let's go back to where we were with the arguing with Frank. We're at a nice dinner. Who pops up? Hasegawa. And he's ready to kick fucking ass. Unfortunately for us, though, Cole is on a little investigative mission of his own yeah. with our buddy Dollars. The ninjas have swapped like uh, uh, like stealth missions here, right? So we get like, a dual mission. So while uh, Hasia was there to fuck shit up, Cole's looking for like some dirt on why Mister Venarian wants this land so much. So he sneaks into his office with with our buddy Dollars. Mm-hmm. And they do the classic move where they knock out two guards, like and they they drag them into yeah. an, elevator. an elevator. By the time they're like the tenth floor, they're in the, the security Completely guard outfit, like in a full <laughs> outfit, undressed, redressed. So and this is, I love this scene because Dollar's basically speaking for us because he, they go into his office like, "Why the hell does this guy have a swimming pool in his office?" Yeah, and then he finds the fucking re- real, the real. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Hey, maybe this, hey, there's like a like a uh, a drop screen, yeah, yeah and a movie projector." Yeah, like, hey, this is probably a porno. So he flicks an ox. It's probably a porno. <laughs> his brain goes straight to porn. Well, that's it. That's his path of his business is selling porn. It's true. So maybe he could sell this. He could be just thinking about money making thing. Oh no, he was like he so, was expecting to steal. So that he's reel. busy. He's got his pants around his ankles at this time. <laughs> Cole's basically searching like the desk, finding out like the dirt on why they want to break in. Yeah. So. Unfortunately for money or dollars, money dollars, <laughs> money. and not for us, he finds out this is a, basically an audition tape that how Asigawa put together of him killing people. Yeah, that I guess he just sends people if they want to like his services. I mean, early on we got uh, we got Coles and uh, Hasegawa's ninja teacher basically telling him there's no room in the world for ninjas anymore. It's- no one needs people assassinating ninjas. Fuck it. They're out of the. There's no place for them. So. But. Apparently, Hasegawa went into acting. Yeah, well, I mean, like everyone who auditions for our American Idol, Hasegawa's like, no, I have a dream. And I need to inspire people to be ninjas. So he sells himself out to a talent agent, and it works. So, and then at that point, Cole looks up. It's like, holy shit, that's Hasegawa. You know, I don't know how he can take it. He must know the eyes so well. Well, yeah. I mean, they had so many. Like, we get to see one showdown with them. There had to be a dozen of them, though. You could tell there was tension the whole time that, because, uh, again, how long is uh, does it take to get a ninja degree? Four years. We already learned that. Yeah. Exactly. You so know what it was? I bet it was Asigawa took like four and a half, I bet. And that was like the stinging point. He was like, because he like, you know, here's what on I, the written test he fucked up or something like that. I think what happened here was Cole's the rich white guy whose parents write a letter and say, do you guys need an airport? Get my son into your ninja school. <laughs> Hasegawa had to fucking earn his way into that school. That could be. Okay. That. Which... Further proves my point that Shokazugi is the hero of this no, movie. No, Shokazugi is the fucking hero of this movie. 
So while while dollars and uh, coal are like finding out the dirt that they the reason they want this plantation is there's this oil reserve underneath it. Mm-hmm. Hasegawa is fucking shit up at the coconut plantation. He's got some great like he's just kicking people's ass, burning huts down, and doing some nice like, and, like weird well, chants and, like, while he does it. Yeah, he's like he's doing like the most most racist yeah. fucking like he's like <laughs> Golem was probably like, Hey guy, can you yeah. do like one of those laughs you guys do? I don't even think I think Show had too much dignity. They like added that in later yeah. on. Because he, he was dubbed too. There there's a lot of dubbing in this. Cole's character, in fact, I complete I think all of his lines are dubbed over. Yeah. I and I I'm the, I'm ass- the goddamn I, hero of the movie. <laughs> right. And I'm assuming that Shokazuki, this is probably his first like English speaking movie. Like movie, so I'm sure they probably just did it. it. It looks like they're speaking English. It's just probably not good enough. Yeah. So so anyway, he's fucking shit up. Frank, useless, limp dick. Frank is like yeah. hiding basically in the closet. So yeah. Marianne's like, "Well, if you need, I need a man to do something. I I have to do it." So she grabs her trusty shotgun. Yeah. Goes out. Says, "What the fuck's going on out here?" They built that up earlier, where she keeps that shotgun like near. Always. And then, like, Frank's like, hold on, I gotta look for my gun. I gotta go get my pistol, which is a metaphor for his dick. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't he hasn't been able to find his dick for a long time. He's shooting time. blanks. He's shooting blanks. He's not getting it so, up. So, I mean, you know, Marianne gave it her all, but she's, she's up against a ninja. So, so Hasegawa yeah. basically disarms her pretty easily. Yeah, exactly. These are ninjas. They're supposed to be able to do this, so it makes sense. Okay? So, he ties her to a tree. Frank finally gets the nerve to come out. He grabs a baseball bat. He doesn't get his gun. He gets a baseball bat. And one thing, you, one, the first thing you learn in ninja school, you don't bring a baseball bat to a sword fight. A goddamn sword fight. No. And fucking shit. And Asagawa fucks his shit up with his sword, cuts his throat, throws his ass in a pool. He takes him <laughs> to his wife and then slits his throat. <laughs> well, that's, that's how he rolls, man. He doesn't realize that. Well, I mean, there there was love there. Okay, there was love there. I was going to say, like, the, he didn't realize there was no love there. There was love there. It just wasn't It wasn't romantic. It was platonic love? It was platonic love at that point. Well, either way, Frank's fucking dead finally. And, you know, we don't have to worry about any kind of frustration between friends that, you know, wife swapped, basically. Well, yeah. not wife swapped, but basically... No, swing I, in? I don't know. It's not swinging if it's just one way. It's, he got he cuckold, just, man, is what he got. Exactly. But he, he enjoyed just, it. Well, I guess that is part of being cuckolding is enjoying watching your wife. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's a thing I, I don't want to get into. But anyway, Cole gets back, sees it. That nobody's there. Marianne got kidnapped. She didn't get killed. She gets kidnapped. It's like a, probably a hostage situation. It's got to be. And so Cole's like, time to break out the ninja shit. Finally, it took us forever to get back to his white ninja garb. So he breaks out the ninja garb, goes back to the office, yep. kills a bunch of people. His only crime is working in an office building. Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to point out. I think he's only ends up killing like another two people. Aside from that first, like the cold opening where he maybe kills eleven people, not that sure. He's basically killed about thirty people up to this point. He's killed almost every other person added into the movie. Yeah. So he uh, does he run? I think he runs into Mr. Uh, Parker at the office. Yeah, Mr. Parker like steps out. 
and of course, they only have the one set of the office, so it's at the pool. He's at the pool again, and Mr. Parker walks out. I was like, oh! like There's like three sets in the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. It's so, me, Mr. Parker. So he's like, if you want to see Marianne again, you need to meet him at the cockfighting arena. Yeah. So he's like, okay. So this is the best part. Cockfighting so, comes up again. So what happens is Cole, straight in his, his ninja outfit, gets in a car with them. Drives to the cockfighting yeah. arena. <laughs> That's something I want to see at a red light one day. It's like three Filipino men, a white, a British guy, and a guy in a ninja outfit. <laughs> I want. So that. they drive to the cockfighting arena. Then Cole goes, "Time for my ninja skills," and just starts killing everybody. He fucking murders everybody in that car. And the great, and this is this is how great six kills. Well, this is how great. Menachem Golan is not only kill him he kills him in all different ninja ways yeah so we get to see the like ninja Sai little sword yeah. he stabs someone with we see the little razor sharp jacks that he throws at the face of the right guy in the goddamn eyes man we see the bow and arrow mm-hmm. we see this I think we see the spear don't we or do we see this the sword I think it was a sword. I don't think he had, like, the Anyway, he just dispatches everyone with every ninja technique available. Yeah. It's awesome. Which leads us to the final showdown. Before the final showdown, he has a little tete-a-tete with Mr. Venerian. And he's just like, I don't even, what does Mr. Venerian even want? He's just like, give me the land or something like that? Uh, At this point, I don't fucking remember because <laughs> so, it's like there's so much killing you're i just, think i think just... i think it was just like hey your buddy's dead i got what i want and he was just like well i haven't got what i wanted you dead i think i seriously think that was it but well you know also you wanted marianne back so yeah okay there so was he, other so motivations I love it. he hits so so mr parker comes out i think he had a gun and he was he had like marianne so so Cole whips out the bone arrow, shoots him in the arm. Mr. Parker, total cool about it. He's like, I think I've been hit, sir. I, that was, I'm so glad I, I forgot about that. <laughs> that was Mr. Parker. Fucking amazing. Watch this movie for the tears of villains because they're epic. Watch it because when, when the hook's arm get So many reasons to watch this movie outside of just the fact that it's part of a trilogy that has nothing to do with the movies that come before it. It's so good. So Mr. Parker's dispatched. Uh, Mr. Venerian, he's got the gun. Cole's like, fuck you. Hurls a ninja throwing star right in his heart. <laughs> Kills him like that. Bonk. Now it's time for the real showdown. We need ninjas in this cock fight <laughs> it's circle? A, this is a human cock. No, it's a square. Is a square? This, okay. is, this is a human cockfight. This, right th- this normal animal fighting ring has become a human cockfight arena. So and they're going to begin with some nice ceremonial bows. Yes, they do. Because the, they're ninjas, which apparently are honorable they, now. They throw up a few gang signs, ninja gang signs to each yeah, other. Yeah, they really do. They go through the whole nine powers of ninja. Of course, you all know the nine powers. So I'm not going to bore you going through Again, them. Again, yeah, no. And then it's time to... F- and throw down, man. It's a good, it's a great fight. Obviously, Frank Nero, he's on the sidelines drinking some Gatorade with a nice towel <laughs> draped over his shoulder. Stunt double take over. Stunt double's taking over. Shokazagi in there, fucking wrecking shit. He's like I don't need no stunt double. Yeah, he's like, guys, I can actually do this shit. Great. <laughs> why, why aren't I the star? Why? Why do you have this guy? Yeah, great choreography. They did a great fight scene and everything. Yeah, but so, of course, well, well, let's say Show has a spear. 
Okay. Cole has a sword. Yeah. So, so they're, they're, like, they're doing some sparring. So, and immediately you can tell that Hasegawa was the better fighter. So, yeah. what does the honorable uh, Cole do? Oh, the old honorable. You know, this brings me back to another movie uh, where the most honorable thing you can do is to throw some fucking sand in somebody's eye. Blood sport. I don't think, you know what, I, I don't think, I think it was even worse. I think it was salt. That's a classic. That's even worse. I, mean, I just burn. remember as a child watching wrestling and Mr. Fuji, that was his move. He would throw salt into the opponent's yeah? eyes. Yeah. God, and always got him. That's the fucking worst. Like, seriously, that was the big thing of Bloodsport. So and this then is, he's got to go blind and so fight. At and- this moment, we learn that, that Hasegawa was right all along. The master was wrong. Cole is a dishonorable piece of shit. They're, they're bulls. They're ninjas. This is what I... This maybe, this, but yeah, but maybe, maybe that was another part of their their uh, conflict. Is that Hasegawa was trying to bring nobility to the ninja world? Maybe and, he was. May he probably was. I want to <laughs> believe this because for fucking ninjas aren't honorable. Well, they have their own code, but it's yes, yeah, it's, it's assassin's it's, code though. Well, yes, but it is a code elimination. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> we'll get to that later. Okay. So, yeah, there's flips. There's all kinds of shit. And then, uh, oh, this is the best part. So so Hasegawa gets the better. You think he's got the better of Cole because he knocks Cole's sword away. But oh, Cole yeah. does the move where he grabs the blade oh, of the spear between shit. his hands. Yes. Oh, And he's there, he it. holds it. And, like, Hasegawa's, like, can't get it. Into, yeah. And then and then he grabs the handle of the spear, flips Hasegawa over his back. Yup. Grabs the spear, goes backwards, and stabs Hasegawa in the in the stomach with it. Or in the heart. I don't know. Again, action movies nowadays. Fucking camera moving all over the place where you can't tell what's going on. This is just like a super well choreographed movie. You're absolutely right. It's like there's no it's, like there's no quick cuts. This is like two martial arts experts putting on a show it, for it. Exactly. It's wonderful. And you see the flip and you see the fucking Oh, it, it's great. But now now Cole has the upper hand. Well, Asigawa at this point, he knows he's dead. He's just like but he's like, hey, I want to. I, unlike you, I want to go out honorably. So he asks for the honorable death of a ninja, which yeah. apparently is beheading. Again, honorable fucking shit to the end. So Cole, I'll, uh, he says, I'll, I'll be, I'll oblige you, and he cuts off the head. I don't think. No, that's not honorable. I think he was trying to say, like, let me kill myself, Harry Carey style. Well, yeah, that's that, that is what it was. He was dying Harry Carey style. Like no, he no, had, no, he didn't get to kill him. Oh wait, I don't remember my. No, that's that's a, that's a, what they do. Then they that's, chop off the head. Yeah, oh, but okay. you y'all, but you're right. They they first they cut their like stomach. Yeah, open, I thought I thought that's all it was. That, that's I how you execute like a samurai. Oh, okay, I didn't remember the head the beheading. I don't think it. I I I, I thought you the have be- to, but I did. I I've seen. I don't. Like I know I'm an expert at Japanese yeah, shit, right. I, but at the movies I've seen, I've seen it. I thought like Cole that. beheading him was basically saying "fuck you" in your honor. It could be. I mean, it could be the way I, they execute I, people. There's somebody who knows this who is very upset. If you know it, keep it to yourself because I don't want to hear it. Yeah, go ahead and feed us back in the many <laughs> ways we hear you. We don't. We don't have any kind of interaction with anybody. <laughs> so that is the end. 
So the uh, this is where I tell you this is where I tell you that that uh, Cole is a, is just like pump him and dump him because he's just like, all right, ninja problem solved. You got your land. Did he? Even, I don't think he even told her there's oil. She probably still doesn't even know there's oil underneath. No. Her. She's slaving away at some bullshit coconut. Yeah, fucking. she's fucking harvesting coconuts when it's like you could just get an oil. And he's here. like, time to move on to the next place. Yeah. So. Dollars, being the great guy at Dollars, gives him a ride to the airport, and he's like, hey, what's next? You can go and kill some people? And then Cole drops his total knowledge Oh, that's where us. the line was. Okay. Cole goes, ninjas do not kill. They eliminate problems. And he's like, boom, son. I hate that Hasagi had... Uh- Hazagawa had so much problems finding people to kill, but apparently Cole is just like, I'm flooding with work. That's racism. People are like, I want that white ninja, not this Asian ninja. Well, thankfully they rectified that with the sequel, but that yeah. be, that'll be for another time. Well, we all we are left with a little comic relief at the very end where we see what happened to our buddy the hook. Apparently, he's just yes. like a baggage claim yes. guy at the airport. He's like, "Sir, would you like uh, help?" And then, and just then like, the realization, <laughs> and then for all time's sake, I think uh, Cole's like, "I'm gonna murder this guy before yeah. I leave." Murder, and then yeah. he gives a little wink to the audience at the end, it's like wink, like, directed by Golden. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I fucking great. I'm so see, and here's here's the good thing about this so, this movie is, so, is that this is if if you don't know this was the first movie in the Golden Globus Ninja trilogy. Yeah, the three movies being Enter the Dragon, uh, Enter the Dragon, Enter the Ninja, Ret- Revenge of the Ninja, yeah. and Ninja Three Domination. And this, in my opinion, even though I enjoyed it, is the worst one. They get better, yeah. And we're gonna talk about them in the future, that's but the, not next. That's the fucking best part. The first movie in a trilogy. <laughs> Is the weakest. Yes, that's true. I'm sorry. You 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 had a point there. You want? No, I had no point. You're oh. right. No, no I thought you. I no. interrupted. No, you didn't interrupt anything. Oh, this is how you end an episode right here. It's just getting this weird bickering. <laughs> no, this is how you end an episode. <laughs> well, we tell you about what's coming up next, where we try to rectify the issue we had <laughs> with issue two. By doing another Charles Bronson Golden Globus movie. We went very impotent on the first Charles Bronson. We were frank on that one. We franked it We're going to be cold on the next one. Oh, my God. We're going to cold this so hard. We're gonna, wait, whose wife are we fucking? <laughs> we'll have to watch the movie and see. Yeah. Really. We want. Well, first of all, we want to warn everybody, full disclosure, we haven't ever seen this Charles Bronson movie either. So this could be another clusterfuck where we're like, yeah. I don't know how to describe this. I don't okay. think so. I think we're all right. I watched the trailer. We've seen the trailer, and it's, seen, it's definitely like, okay, there's sexual tones in here, <laughs> yeah. but it's with adults. Yes. Yeah. There's definitely sex crimes, but at least they're adults. There's always – we were talking about this. <laughs> Charles Bronson's, like, arc in the Glo- Golden Globus world is basically like, okay, here's the thing. Your wife – did Hydrophil just pop in? Always there? this accent. No, Hydrophil's <laughs> not like... here. Um, always this accent. Um, he talks more like this. Yeah, you know what? It's like I, I wish hey, I could put the words in here. Charles Bronson. He knows what you. He's like Santa Claus. He knows if you've been bad or good. Yeah. He has that sixth sense we were talking about on the on the, uh, the podcast. Yeah. You'll never hear. <laughs> exactly. And he, uh, so. 
I don't want to give anything too much away, but we will. This will be yeah. the next one. We're going to do it. We're going to honor the spirit of Charles Bronson by covering one of his movies, and it will be 10 to Midnight. So make sure this is a movie available on Apple and uh, Amazon, I think, as well, for a whole two ninety nine. No free places, as I know of, at this yeah, point. Yeah, and, and so you had... A free podcast and a two ninety nine movie. I think you're getting a hell of a deal. That's a hell of a deal. That right there. I mean, I, I we got to point out we had no commercial today. Uh, we didn't. have Yeah, anyone. I don't know. It was. You know what? We've been so flooded with stuff. Now exactly. I have to be a little more particular about what we. That's do. the problem. Is like we got to really make sure we narrow it down to an to something our audience wants to hear. Our audience, I feel like, loves hot dogs, so that made sense last week. We want to get the spats, spot spats out there. See spat run? See spat run. We need to get that out there. The Trump hygiene <laughs> products needed to get it out there. We didn't have one this week that really spoke to us. We spent so much time working on just making sure the content of the podcast is good. We, we just basically Whoa. spent 10 minutes rifling through the advertisements. <laughs> right. It was just like, you know, so, Griff, like, we got to – this show's too good to just give them anything. Yeah. So we, we're going to go through them. There will we be one next episode. It. We bet it heavily, more heavily than we do the episodes, yes. <laughs> the movies we cover. Yes. I mean, we did. I, I will say we had one that I was I was interested, but we couldn't get it worked out. Where it was talking about this wonderful TV show you may have heard of called The Hoops, uh, Hoops and the Baron, but you know we just didn't we couldn't get the logistics worked out. So, uh, but but there will be, and if you're and if you're good. I might even dip into Tim's hair metal of hate. I know there's some listeners out there that love it. I'm sure there's some that don't, but I don't care because this is our way, our podcast. It's our goddamn podcast. And if you I don't like it, it, you can fast forward through it. I love learning about your your hair, your hair metal days when you I, were no, a rock no, no, and no. hair metal. No, I, I wasn't a hair you've metal. You've always guy. got the nice buzz cut. I, so was, I like to imagine you in the '80s when you had that hair metal. It's, no, it was it was called hair metal hate for a reason. I don't get it. I this thought is our you buddy loved Sean. I, this is first of all. If anything, this is a pity thing for a buddy Sean that loves Whoa. hair metal. I, you know about these. I thought you loved them. No, I didn't. I, I Griff, thought, Griff. I thought you were Frank in this situation. The, the here. origin of the the whole thing was is that when these were re- these are relevant, I just scoffed at the moment. Pasha, I don't fuck these. Uh, and then now as an now as an older man, I'm looking back them. I'm looking back and through you're time. Seeing a genius. I'm seeing things I never saw before because I was too genius. I was uh, I was too much of a smug prick. That was like I'm above this shit. You're a metal hipster. And I still think I'm above it, but I still like <laughs> making fun of it. So, there'll be there'll be that too. There's going to be plenty to enjoy in next week's episode. So, as always, I want to say thank you for listening, and if if you care to, let everyone in your life know about it, because pe- more people need to know about these great movies. Not us. It's not about us. It's about these great movies. So please share and share often, and until next week, this is Tim and Griff saying, keep it warm. I'm saying keep it cold, but you know. <laughs>